A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Yours at Goodman's Jewelers, a couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. A little warmer today, if you can tell. Still a lot of clouds in our forecast. 32 are expected high today. How are you doing, everybody? It's the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, along with you. In fact, this is the last day that I'm going to be with you in studio. Uh, I go on my holiday break starting this afternoon, and Josh Scramlin, as well as Caitlin Riley and the rest of our team, will take over and uh, usher you into the new calendar year. So while I'm thinking about it, let me wish you all a very safe and happy holiday season as best we can in the year 2020, which none of us will ever forget. Like I said, cloudy skies today, 32. Tomorrow, partly sunny by the afternoon, 30 degrees. Friday's going to be our warm spot, 37 are expected high. Stu Muckrag, meteorologist, has got those weather details in about 15 minutes. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location. A clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Anyone familiar with Wisconsin and Wisconsin agriculture know it is a very diverse industry. Bob Osold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And it used to be you drive across the Wisconsin landscape on Highway 29, get into Marathon County, central Wisconsin. You see all kinds of these funny huts. What were they? What were they doing out there? Ginseng. And Pam, Wisconsin ginseng is the best in the world, but it's been a challenge, hasn't it? Boy, it has, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And this is a story we've been following all of 2020. Now, let's face it, Bob and I have covered ginseng in our career a lot. But uh, about since this time last year, and even then some, our ginseng industry got impacted by tremendous tariffs that were imposed against China that involved Wisconsin ginseng. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. Well, our Wisconsin ginseng growers had a very good growing season of 2020. The catch is nowhere to go with that problem product. I talked about it with Jackie Fett. She's the executive director of the Wisconsin Ginseng Association, and she says, despite the challenges that they faced in 2020, they're optimistically looking ahead at 2021 and new international markets they're working on. Yeah, so the our harvest was actually down a little bit this year um, due to probably uh, producers either, either leaving the industry um, due to the market price or um, maybe some other reasons just that they were ready to retire. Um, so, yeah, crop per, uh, production was down this year. We think by maybe 100,000 pounds 
so our yield will be about 900,000 pounds this year, eight to 900,000 pounds. And overall quality of the crop is looking really good. Um, so that's, that's good news for the industry. Yeah, no, we had also been talking with other ginseng growers about the crop from previous years. I didn't realize that ginseng can actually be stored and stay in good quality. What about uh, the 2020 crop? Any comments on quality there? Yeah, the quality of the crop this year looks pretty good um, overall. So that's good news for the industry. And, yeah, you're right. The the, the dried root can remain, uh, if it's stored properly, up to about three years. So that's that's also good considering the market conditions for 2019 weren't that great. Boy, I'd say. Now, let's talk about the market conditions as we kind of head into the holidays. And then we have to remember January is a big month for uh, celebration in China, which is our, I'm assuming, number one destination these days for trying to get Wisconsin ginseng into that country. Give people a little perspective on what's been changing, Jackie, hopefully to the betterment of our Wisconsin ginseng growers. Yeah, so the Chinese New Year uh, celebration this year actually is taking place in February. And, yeah, it's generally a really good time for sales for the industry as people uh, people prepare to give gifts to their family and friends. And ginseng is one of their top value gifts that they generally like to give to uh, their family. So we usually have seen a spike in uh, sales around this time of year, although we did not experience that last year uh, due to the tariff. So we're... We're, we have heard that there are some sales within the marketplace right now, but I don't expect that it's going to be uh, a large uh, impact on the industry because there is no travel right now between China and the U.S. So generally, if there were Chinese uh, families or tourists here, they would go back home for the holiday and they would be bringing Wisconsin ginseng as a gift. But obviously, with COVID, that's not happening this year. So our retail sales are down about 80% um, right now and i don't really foresee anything changing in that in the short term tell me about the tariffs that uh are the chinese uh, retailers are still trying to work with though as i understand it wisconsin ginseng as you pointed out is a very prized gift at this time of the year in china they have gotten back to i'll say more of a normal cadence in their life even allowing trade shows uh to go back on and face-to-face uh act Activities. What are any retailers in China that really want to keep that Wisconsin ginseng going? How are they trying to work around the tariffs? So we do have several partners in China that actually the board, we call them our seal partners. They're licensed to use the GBW seal on their products, which is a, a, a nice benefit for them because they can, they can show their customers that they have 100% authentic ginseng in their product by the, using that seal on their product. And we get reports from them. We have been getting reports from them through this whole time that they are continuing to pro- promote Wisconsin ginseng. Um, they've been doing promotions on their key mall and other venues that they have there. They have a November 11th day, 11 It's like a, a, it's like our Black Friday, and they a lot of the, a lot of the companies did promotions for that. Um, additionally, the board is excited this year that we. We're able to do a, a virtual gold standard days, and um, what that is is last year we brought in about 40 companies from eight overseas countries, and we had a, jo- a showroom set up in the hotel at the Jefferson Street Inn, and buyers could come in and see the roots and 
uh, connect with growers on purchasing. Well, we couldn't do that event in person this year, so we created uh, a virtual uh, showroom, and we created a website with all of the, the ginseng featured there. And so that just launched on Monday. So we're hoping that that website and then the promotion that we're going to be having in our overseas markets about the website and the availability of ginseng will help our wholesale root sales. Do consumers in China have a tendency to search online or try to do online sales? I mean, we're so accustomed to that here in the United States. It makes me wonder if I'm missing something about how China consumers shop. So, yeah, with ginseng, you know, we we are cultivated ginseng falls under the Endangered Species Act because of wild ginseng. So any ginseng that's shipped out of the United States needs to have proper paperwork. It's called a CITES permit. Um, and so that's shipped, mainly our ginseng is shipped wholesale into China, and then Chinese companies process and manufacture the ginseng into uh, consumer end-user products. In China specifically, ginseng is used as a medicine. It's con- considered, it falls under a medicine, not a food. And so it has to be processed in certain kinds, of, certain types of company uh, processing places in China, and then they put them in their like health food uh, stores and even hospitals. Uh, ginseng is found, so it's it's a little bit different in our Chinese market than it would be like here in the U.S. Ginseng is considered a food. Interesting, very interesting. Jackie Fetz, along with us, executive director of the Wisconsin Ginseng Board. Now, understanding that China is the number one market for Wisconsin ginseng, have we seen any other areas uh, develop? I mean, I'm very intrigued to follow up with you on that virtual uh, showroom for buyers, but is there any other place in the world that uh, is still also finding some business with Wisconsin ginseng? Yeah, so that's one of the initiatives of the board is to develop new uh, international markets. And as you can imagine, it's not an easy task. It takes many years to develop a new market. And also, I mean, Chinese consumers are truly the the um, the core consumer of ginseng. So teaching another culture about ginseng is a, it's a long learning curve to do. But I will say that we have had some small luck and some small introduction into India um, and so we've had, uh, we did an Indian uh, trade show last, uh, in 2019, and um, a couple of our consultants met with uh, com- about 26 to 30 different companies and introduced them to uh, ginseng, and then we've been following up with those companies throughout the whole year, and it seems that with COVID-19 in India, they have really taken a focus on immune support, and uh, ginseng is known to support the immune system, so... We, we are going to continue to build that market and see what happens there. You know, I can't help but wonder how your board members and yourself are doing in light of all the challenges that the Wisconsin ginseng industry has faced. Like you said, it's not just about the pandemic. Uh, the challenges were uh, ahead of you back in 2019 as well. How is the board checking its resiliency, Jackie? You mentioned earlier some may have already exited the industry. Give me a little sense going into 2021 on how your board and board members are holding up. Yeah, so I think overall, you know, the industry has seen ups and downs. It's not an easy industry to be in, and the the growers that are part of this industry realize that there are challenges with the product and that, you know, ginseng as a plant itself wants to it's hard to grow the crop. It takes four-year investment, so it's a lot of investment that the growers have to put in. So 
they're you they're I want I don't want to say that they're used to it, but they don't they don't it's not easy for them and it's not ever considered easy to do. Um, and I think that the board has been trying to do the best that we can with adding virtual events, and we have continued. We were able to continue our chemical research program this year, which um, we work with the uh, Michigan State University, and we do uh, research on the plants and see how applying different chemicals affects the health of the plant. And we were able to continue that research this year, so we'll be able to provide that to the growers in the spring, which is a huge asset to them as they look to plant, as they uh, begin the 2021 growing season. Well, like I said, I think a lot of folks don't realize that there is a Wisconsin ginseng board, uh, some dedicated Wisconsin ginseng producers that are continuing trying to try to weather all the different elements that are against them, from the tariff situation right on through to COVID-19 and uh, the change of the way we're doing business. Jackie Fett, along with us, she's the executive director of the Wisconsin Ginseng Association. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com careers. business thrive with integrated marketing solutions putting you top of mind get your sales growth in motion with midwest family your systematic solution for measurable marketing results midwest family midwest Interest rates are at all-time lows, and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements, now's the time to call me. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222-652. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether, like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see? What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Because we know your barn smells like money. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty. I don't know. Don't take too deep a a breath this morning because it's cold out there. You'll freeze your lungs. Let's talk about the weather. I think it's going to be improving. Maybe that's just me and my optimism this morning. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live. It it is going to warm up uh, a little bit today versus yesterday. Is that correct? Well, 
Wow, that, that's you. I always picture you in optimism, Pam. <laughs> Come on now. At this time of the day, I try I try to paint smileys at this time of the day because if I don't get it going by this time of the day, it's really going downhill later. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a big improvement over yesterday. I mean, look at yesterday at this time. We had some single digits. We had some teens. We've got a lot of teens and a lot of low 20s this morning. So it is just a little bit more mild. And we're going to build a little further on that during the day today. Nothing dramatic. I mean, we're not going to suddenly have 40s or 50s, but we are going to warm back up to more normal levels. And 30 degrees now about the normal daytime high. I expect we'll be around that for today. And then climbing a little bit above that on toward Thursday and Friday. All in all, sounding pretty fine indeed as we make our way on toward the end of this week. There's a really strong system going to hit the mid-Atlantic in the northeast U.S. And there's snow in Illinois and Ohio this morning. Rain and snow in Kentucky and Tennessee. Rain all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. That big system is really going to keep it a bit quiet here in Wisconsin. At worst, there may be some flurries tonight or early tomorrow in central and northern Wisconsin. For most of us, just a few more clouds to be dealt with. And otherwise, temperatures that will stay around normal and gradually warm up as we head toward Friday and the weekend. But that warm-up comes with the next low and a weak frontal boundary. And I expect toward Friday, Friday night into early Saturday, the chance of rain and snow, yes, mild enough that there could be raindrops mixed with snowflakes. That chance takes us just into starting the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Rural Mutual Insurance can help you find the best options for individual, group, vision, dental, and Medicare. Call your local Rural Mutual agent to see how you can save. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Inheriting a farm and what to do as an absentee landowner can be difficult. There are tough questions to address, as in, when is a good time to sell? How do you find a buyer? What's the land worth? With farmlandfinder.com, you can get answers. Simply go to farmlandfinder.com to request an offer on your land. There's absolutely no cost. By getting an offer from a verified buyer on Farmland Finder, you can test the market without having to commit to selling. Request your free offer on land at farmlandfinder.com. All righty, Stu, let's have those details for today. Well, we'll still talk about mostly cloudy skies, although in the west, and I'm thinking especially La Crosse, there may be a little more sun around before it's over. Most of us right around 30 could be just in the low 30s in the west with the northeast winds at 5. Overnight, mostly cloudy. Back down around or just in the low 20s, the northeast wind at 5. Still mostly cloudy Thursday, about 30 or just low 30s building in. North winds only about 5. Friday, well, that's when we start to look at that next little system. Still mostly cloudy. Upper 30s Friday. South winds about 5 to 15. Late Friday night into Saturday, Pam, rain, maybe some snowflakes. Still in the mid-30s on Saturday. And in terms of snow, less than an inch is all I expect. Yeah, a little rain mixing with it to make it wet. Could be a little slippery here and there. All right. Well, that yeah, that slippery stuff is something that we do want to be aware of. I think there's still a lot of folks that were hoping maybe during their holiday break they'd get a chance to pull the sleds out and get going a little bit. Have you heard or seen anything? I mean, even in the far, like UP and that, are their trails open, you think? I don't think their trails are open. I heard there are some people ice fishing up there. 
And as far as extended forecasts around here, above normal temps right on through Christmas now and below normal precip. So we don't think that there's going to be any travel issues. I know, I know there's not going to be near the travel that uh, we maybe normally have, but even if you're just planning on going to church or something, uh, doesn't look too tricky, does it? Uh, Christmas no, it Eve, Christmas doesn't, Day? doesn't look that way at all. Well, it, you know, Christmas Eve, there may be a little something yet trying to build in, but it's not going to be a major storm by any means. All right, buddy. Well, I'm out of here. Have a good holiday. We'll catch up with you in the new calendar year, okay? Sounds like a plan. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> Thanks. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, on a Wednesday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Keys, doorknob, elevator buttons, car door, steering wheel, grocery cart, food, food, debit card, that card reader thing, keypad, bags, keys, trunk. In one trip to the store, you touch a lot. That's why I wash my hands for 20 seconds every time. I do it to protect my mom from COVID-19, but it helps everyone in Wisconsin. Find out how to protect the people around you at dhs.wisconsin.gov COVID-19. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
Local businesses are the backbone of our community. Now we're making it even easier to shop local. Each week, get new offers from local businesses at OperationShopLocal.com. Gift certificates for La La Lash and Beauty go on sale Friday. La La Lash and Beauty can enhance your natural beauty through permanent makeup and lash extensions. Are you ready for smudge-proof, waterproof, and sweat-proof brows? La La Lash and Beauty offers the most cutting-edge permanent makeup techniques, including microblading and micro-shading, lip blush and eyeliner, signature brow shaping, and so much more. La La Lash and Beauty changes lives one lash and brow at a time. Wake up and don't make up. Enhance your natural beauty with La La Lash and Beauty. Head to OperationShopLocal.com this Friday, and for a limited time, you can get a $100 gift certificate to La La Lash and Beauty for just $50. This week's Operation Shop Local offer goes on sale Friday morning at 9. Log on to OperationShopLocal.com to learn more. OperationShopLocal.com. Our traffic laws are important safety rules designed to protect all of us. Sometimes, though, even if you do everything right, another driver may break those rules. Clifford and Rihala knows how often negligent drivers break the rules, how drunk or distracted drivers cause serious injuries and millions of dollars in other losses every year. While no one can eliminate the risk from negligent drivers, there are important steps you should take after a crash to protect yourself from additional harm. If you've been injured, you need skilled attorneys who have the knowledge and experience to help you recover all of your losses. At Clifford and Rihala, we help people who have been hurt when someone else breaks the rules. We'll be there for you to help make things right. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Grant Bill is joining us right now. Grant, well, we were asking the question. Obviously, you have Wisconsin basketball taking on Loyola of Chicago and Sister Jean tonight at the Kohl Center. But Saturday is Wisconsin basketball versus Louisville, 11 a.m., Wisconsin football against Minnesota at 3 p.m., and then Packer football against the Panthers at 7.15 p.m. Which one is Grant Bills most excited for? Um, well, with Badgers-Gophers, ask me again after the first quarter, right? Because I, I think there's a possibility that maybe the Badgers offense shows up. And if that's the case, that game could be really, really fun. Because I don't know about you, Evo, I, it's been a while since I've enjoyed a Badger football game. It's been a while. Like, I've, I've watched, and don't get me wrong, I've been a fan, but it hasn't exactly been a fun experience. So the idea of an entertaining, exciting, fun Badger Gopher game on Saturday really gets me going. Um, I'd probably say the Packers, though, because the Packers are killing it right now. It's it's a blast to watch the Packers. Totally. So speaking of watching the Packers, Grant, uh, obviously they took down the Lions, won the NFC North. How good are the Packers, and can the, are the Packers the best team in the NFC? Mm. Who is the They're best the team best. in the NFC? I know we do this conversation a lot, but Packers are the one seed right now. Are they truly the best team? Well, I mean, the Packers did beat the Saints, and the Saints have a little bit of an issue at quarterback, so I I think Packers over Saints. The thing is, all these teams match up so differently, right? Like, the Vikings hung in there with the Buccaneers. The Packers didn't even come close, right? So, like, the Packers versus the Bucks or the Rams might be interesting, but Packers versus Seahawks or Saints might be different. So I I think the NFC is all about matchups. Right now, I, I think most people probably think it's the Packers. Their offense is just so damn good. Like, no one's stopping that offense. And despite what people say, right, championships right now is, is won by an offense. Well, their defense seems to be a little bit better. I, I was pretty disappointed on Sunday. They're just they, – they, they take bend but don't break to, like, the, the biggest degree possible. Do you know what I mean, Evo? Like, that defense on Sunday was like, okay, you can score. We'll just make it take a while. 
Like, you, you just have to get yards four or five at a time, right? Like, that defense, I hated what I saw on Sunday. I get, <laughs> I get that they won. I get it wasn't a big deal, but I, I don't know. This defense should be so much better, and that's what sticks with me. Okay, I feel like, Grant, let me ask you, do you, get, uh, do you excite a lot? Do you get excited a lot over an NFC North champion, or are you like, yo, dude, it's not called NFC North Town, <laughs> it's called Title Town? Which one do you get more revved up for? Um, and the NFC North championships. I think the Packers winning the NFC North is very similar to the Badgers winning over Marquette. It's like, yes, it's nice, but it's what we expect. Right. And we certainly don't celebrate it like other fan bases might celebrate it. Just not the Lions. They don't, the Lions don't celebrate that at all, by the way. Just to, just to They never have. Yeah. If the Lions win it, geez, I might celebrate it with them. That would be <laughs> an incredible feat. Right, I might man. join in on that party. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. The NFC North, okay, everyone was like beating off online. Oh, oops. Everyone was really excited about the NFC North <laughs> online. And then I'm like, okay, I remember the Packers winning the NFC North last year, but when they lost in the NFC Championship game to the Niners, no one ever said, well, at least they won the NFC North. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah I, and it would be kind of funny and cool to have every NFC North Championship t-shirt. Like, that would be a very, <laughs> it would be a very cool collection to have because it would be weird. It's like, oh, you have every divisional champ t-shirt? Yes, that's what I want. I want a closet full of NFC North champion gear. I don't think I have one. Um, but maybe if the Packers don't win the Super Bowl this year, I'll have to go back and and get a shirt or a hoodie. Grant, one of our one of our listeners, his name is Craig. He sent me an incredible photo. I love the commitment to uh, the Wisconsin or the uh, Green Bay Packers. He got yeah. a 2007 NFC North hat, and every every year since that the Packers have won the NFC North, he writes it in with a permanent marker. So it's like every year in there, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. It's pretty cool. That's the way to yeah. do it. Uh, Just updated every year. Yeah, it's great, Grant. Okay, before I let you go, my brother. Mm-hmm. I know you have, um, I was going to say an obsession, but I don't think it's an obsession. You just want to see Aaron Rodgers win the MVP, and you like trolling Seahawks fans and Russell Wilson stands. I, sure, yes, sure. Yeah. Okay, but Patrick Mahomes right now is still the favorite to win the MVP. Aaron Rodgers, second favorite, even though Rodgers had a better performance on Sunday than Mahomes, and Rodgers leads in almost every single category except, uh, I think it's yard, is it yards passing, Rowdy? Yeah. Uh, just because he's throwing yeah, the ball passing. less. What does Aaron Rodgers have to do to win MVP, or is it just already decided it's going to Patrick Mahomes? I honestly think Aaron Rodgers just has to do for the next three weeks what he's been doing for the last three weeks. Like I, I don't think he has to step it up a notch. I just think he has to maintain this because I think I, he's going to get over 40 touchdowns, which is a huge factor. That's a big number because that brings in some historical importance. There are very few quarterbacks to do what he has done all this many times, especially with that few interceptions. I think if Rodgers just keeps maintaining, honestly, I think he'll win. Because what will happen is next week the odds will shift a tiny bit, they'll shift a tiny bit, tiny bit more. And, and I, I think Rodgers has the inside track to the MVP right now. Mahomes threw three picks last weekend. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Plenty of clouds today, probably not much better than 32 degrees. Tomorrow, a little bit more sunshine by Thursday afternoon and 30 are expected high. I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today is the 16th day of December. Uh, It is the last day that Mount Fuji in Japan ever erupted. That happened on this day back in 1707. On this day in 2010, the last episode of Larry King Live aired. 25 years being on TV, one of CNN's most watched TV programs, and it was all over as of this day back in 2010. Sticking with that uh, broadcast uh, celebration, 
Congratulations to KFIZ TV in Fond du Lac. It uh, started on this day back in 1968. And Shirley Temple decided she was going to retire on this day in 1950. She was 22 years old, and it's the same day that she married her second husband, Charles Alden Black. Remember Shirley Temple, aside from everybody remembering her on screen, also went on to be the United States ambassador to Ghana and to the Czechoslovakia, and she also served as chief of protocol of the United States. There, whole bundle of stuff you didn't expect this morning, right? All right, well, speaking of a bundle of stuff I've got for you this morning, we do want to focus in on 2021 and our Wisconsin County Fairs. You know, 2020 was trying for all of them. The Wisconsin Fair Association has announced that they are going to postpone slash cancel their 2021 state convention normally held in January in Wisconsin Dells. I talked about it yesterday with Jamie Butkey, secretary of the Wisconsin Fair Association, and asked her how fairs are looking going into 2021. And let me tell you, everyone is just pumped to get into 2021 and hopeful that we can do some other part, you know, part of their fair this year. So I don't know what that component is going to look like, but I think they're all going into it planning with We want to have some version of the fair. What little ingredients can we all piece together to make it happen um, so that everyone can have the fair that they want and still be safe? Um, You know, but our fairs have done an outstanding job of putting plans in together on ways that they can be safe. We have big fairgrounds, you know, many acres. We can really spread people out. And I think we've learned a lot on how to modify the fairs. So I think the fairs are going to come out really looking to plan that way so that they can have some type of fair event that everyone was missing from last summer. You know, and that's wonderful to hear that they're excited for 2021. I think we all are. But the big question is, fairs cost money. Maintenance of facilities, maintenance on grounds costs money. How many, Jamie, quite honestly, are going to have the financial wherewithal to be able to even mimic what a normal fair for them would look like come 2021? Well, you know, it's a scary thing. And again, nobody has that crystal ball that we all want or want to invent and then our fairs would be grand. Um, But I think we sit here and say, you know, fairs are a business, but they also look to put money back into the community, back into their buildings and so forth. So they've never had like huge nest eggs behind them to say, yep, we can cover one rainy day, but can we cover, you know, two years of that type of thing? So, um, you know, sponsors came out of the woodwork last year more than I anticipated. I thought a lot of our sponsors maybe would have to take a break because they're trying to keep their doors open. You know, so that was a favorable thing for our fairs, and I think that helped a lot of them get through, and everyone wanted the fair to happen. So I think they could handle one year, but to do two back-to-back years and not be able to have a fair again, that does that does scare me. You know, the main goal is that you can still have a fair, but they want to be here for future years to come. So um, it, it scares me, and yet... Man, they've been resourceful on on their planning and cutting budgets and 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 you know people volunteering their time and and that type of stuff. So here's hoping a community comes out and and you know when a fair really needs it, they're they're back to support it and and so forth. So I think we'll get through, but it it, it does scare me. Jamie Butkey with the Wisconsin Fair Association. So again, they are going to keep their officer team in place for an additional year, and Wisconsin's fairs to the fairs also will stay in place through 2021. That's just a portion of my conversation with Jamie Butkey from the Wisconsin Fair Association. I'll try to get the complete conversation up on one of our podcasts. You can follow along at MidwestFarmReport.com.
You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. Compere Financial is grateful to the hardworking farmers and their families as you work relentlessly to feed, clothe, and fuel the world all year long. Thank you for all you do, and we wish you a safe and happy holiday season. Give your local Compere team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compere.com. For lending, crop insurance, appraisal, and other financial needs, Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender. So yesterday in Chicago, barrel and block cheese both gained two and a quarter cents. Barrels at one forty-five and three quarters. Forty-pound block cheese at one sixty-five and a quarter. Double A butter was three cents higher on Tuesday to one forty-seven and a half per pound. In overnight trade, the January milk closed twenty-two cents higher at sixteen thirty-two a hundredweight. February milk was up thirty-eight cents at seventeen eighty-one. Right now, March corn is three and a quarter higher at four twenty-eight. January beans are up six and three quarter cents at eleven ninety-one. July wheat right now up five and a half cents at six oh two a bushel. In the equity sales barn locations around Wisconsin, finished beef steers yesterday topped at one oh five a pound. The Holstein steers ninety-five cents and down. Cows were generally selling thirty-seven to fifty cents a pound, with the good quality bull calves at one hundred and fifty and down. Heifers at 45 and down, and those beef and beef cross calves, $245 and down in yesterday's trade. We have the finalist for the Wisconsin Soybean Yield Contest, and I'll tell you what, a record-breaking amount of entries that came in to Dr. Sean Conley, our University Extension Soybean Specialist. He's got our details coming up. Hold on just a second. Our friends at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board stop by our studio in just a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Johnson Tractor has new Case IH equipment on hand ready for immediate delivery. And 0% financing makes it really easy. Find year-end savings on in-stock Case IH combines, tractors, and planters. Johnson Tractor will sweeten the deal when you trade in your current unit. Call Johnson Tractor today and find yourself in a new Case IH for a great price. Johnson Tractor, Janesville and Judah. Johnson Tractor, from land to lawn. No doubt about it. The best seat in the house is the one in your bathroom. The toilet is one of those things you never expect to act up or break down. But when it does, Benjamin Plumbing will have one of their capable service techs check things out. It could be something as simple as a float valve. Or it could be you're due for a brand new, comfy toilet. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Temperamental Toilet? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
Don't procrastinate when it comes to getting your snowblower ready for another Wisconsin winter. Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 78 Carolina Street, in the heart of Sauk City, where they service everything they sell and all the major brands of snowblowers like Toro, Husqvarna, Simplicity. Remember, they'll take care of everything for you. They're offering curbside service and also delivery within a 10-mile radius of the shop. Best thing to do? Talk or text with the staff now. 608-643-3321. McFarland's helping you shop locally. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time again to talk about what's happening with our Wisconsin Soybean Association and our Soybean Marketing Board. They're the folks that are helping to bring you this update. And boy, I'll tell you, we are happy to bring in today our University Extension Soybean Specialist. That's Dr. Sean Conley. Uh, 2020, despite all of its upheaval, all of the insanity that was happening around us, we actually had for change a pretty consistent, pretty nice growing season for most people in the state. And that really bears out in our 2020 Wisconsin Soybean Association, Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Soybean Yield Contest. Sean, you monitor that contest. How were entry numbers this year given, like I said, what came out as a halfway decent growing season? Yeah, Pam, I mean, uh, for most growers across the state of Wisconsin, 2020 was in their top three best soybean growing years ever. So for the most part, many farmers were very happy with with the season. Um, And to that extent, we've actually received the highest number of yield contest entry forms we have in the past 10 years. So at least something good has come out of uh, this high yields and lots of participation in the yield contest. That is really excellent. Now, was it fairly uh, dispersed across all of your region, Sean? This contest is designed to make sure that you are not pitting growers in the north against growers in the south. Were the entries pretty pretty well uh, dabbled all across the state or kind of concentrated only certain areas? No, surprisingly, we typically see it more concentrated in the south, but this year we had just as many northern entries as we did southern entries. So, again, that just tells us, on average, what a great growing season we had when we have so many entries from across the state of Wisconsin this year. Dr. Sean Conley, University Extension Soybean Specialist, along with us. So tell me a little bit about the yields that you witnessed, Sean, and if they kind of line up with what you were seeing as far as your research trials. They're excellent yields this year, Pam. And if you look at how our variety testing sites across the state, uh, the yields from the yield contest were actually significantly higher than, than those. It really kind of shows the depth and breadth across the state of how how great the yields were and, and how they basically translated to what we saw, which was an above-average growing season in all of our locations as well. Now, remember, folks, it's not just about yield. The Wisconsin Soybean Association, Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, also offers a couple other uh, different incentives, I guess we'd say. Uh, there's a soybean quality test that they can get involved in, and then there's also the ultimate goal, at least for now, of trying to find 100 bushel to the acres somewhere. Did we get that, Sean, this year? So I can't really let that cat out of the bag there, Pam, because uh, that might give away who won, may have won or not, didn't win. But anyway, the other important thing would be the soybean yield contest. And I know farmers, when we go to the elevator, we get paid on yield, and sometimes we forget about the quality. But in fact, quality is behind the scenes. So it's very important for farmers to remember that the protein and oil in those bees are just as important as the yield when we go to sell that crop. Well, it's a crop that's still maintaining its value if you look in Chicago. So let's talk a little bit about what you uh, are seeing in your entries and at least in some of the initial winners, division by division, Sean, for the Wisconsin Soybean Yield Contest 2020. 
Sure. We'll start with Division Four, which would be the southern part of the state. Um, so the two um, finalists for Division Four are Ron Digman from Mount Hope, and he planted Pioneer P28A42X. And a new person that's entered this year is Don and Doug Amithan from Arlington, who planted Asgro AG20X9. So that would be the two finalists from Division Four. For Division Three, we have Ryan Bates from Elmwood that planted Pioneer P16A84X, and Tim Gaffron from Twin Lakes, who planted Pioneer P24A80X. Um, moving to two, Division Two again, a little bit further up the state of Wisconsin, and I'm sorry, Paul, but I'm going to butcher your name. Uh, Paul Lipinski from Cameron, who planted Pioneer P16A13X, and Mike and Dean Wegner from Sparta, who planted Pioneer P23A15X. And finally, we get to Division One, which is northern Wisconsin. We have Jim Wilson from Saint Croix Falls who planted Asgro AG-10X9, and Paul Graff from Sturgeon Bay, who planted NKS-14-U9X. So those are the, the division winners. And if we get to a soybean quality contest, our two uh, finalists there are Rick DeVoe from Monroe and Jerry Kruzinger from Juneau. Nice to see those quality uh, awards spread out a little bit as well. Now, in light of the fact that we're not going to be able to get together for the annual Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, Sean, what is the plan as far as recognizing these division winners and the ultimate division winner, as well as that soybean contest, soybean quality contest? And then, of course, I will hang with bated breath waiting to see if we hit 100 bushel to the acre. That also brings extra cash to one grower. Right, Pam. So what we're going to be doing in lieu of the, soy, um, the Corn Soy Expo due to COVID and its cancellation is Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and Wisconsin Soybean Association are launching our Bean and Bull Session, which should be um, Thursday night starting January 21st at 7 o'clock at night. And, Pam, you did such a great job in our introductory one of those, and you'll be hosting these. So we look forward to you coming in and starting the session about 15 minutes early and giving away those door prizes, which um, are a wonderful incentive for people to come and learn about beans and listen to my bowl. Yeah, and that I'd say that's one of the better incentives out of all that conversation. Yeah, you're right, folks. Uh, as Sean pointed out, January 21st, 7 p.m., the next installation of Beans and Bull. I will uh, welcome the audience in 15 minutes before 7, so about quarter to 7, and we are going to give away a $50 uh, a gift card to Cabela's for folks that uh, not only come into the room early, but also answer a trivia question. So you've got info up at coolbean.info where they can register and get involved and also where they can ultimately see uh, the names of their neighbors as far as uh, the division winners are concerned. Yeah, and I'm going to be curious to see who gives more bowl, Pam or myself. (laughs) So that'll be the fun part of it. Might'll be the fun part. I've got the one with I'm the one with the fifty dollar gift card. Talk to me though, you have already done a dry one run with one of our beans and bull sessions uh in December. Sean, how how did it turn out? I mean, everybody I think has very much gotten accustomed to virtual learning. Uh these sessions hosted by again folks, the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, Wisconsin Soybean Association, are for I guess we'd call it uh crop 
credit for some of our certified advisors. How was the turnout for the first one? Pam, it was it was actually a wonderful turnout for the uh, you know the introductory session. We hit a hundred people for like five minutes, but we stuck around like ninety eight. So we had ninety eight participants for the entire session. We're hoping to to break a hundred and maintain that on the upcoming one, where we're going to be talking about soil health um, as well as the yield contest winners. So again, I encourage everyone to come in, join in early with with Pam, and really kind of learn some things that we've discovered about soil health. Um, and, and cover crops said during our, our 2020 growing season. And it's not, it doesn't end there. Don't uh, think that if you can't make it on the 21st that you're out of luck because you guys uh, have a variety of different conversations coming up uh, basically from uh, the 1st of January right on through, is it till uh, the end of February, the end of March, Sean? Uh, till till uh, mid-March. So we've got seven additional ones going on, and we're going to have sessions covered from pathology, corn, marketing, um, how to handle stress. So there's going to be a diverse set of, of, of topics going over the, the next seven weeks or those seven weeks. And if you aren't make it, able to make it live and in person, these will also be recorded and put on the Wisconsin Soybean Association and Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board uh, web pages. So you can come back and preview these if you can't quite make it at that 7 o'clock on Thursday nights. Now, the other thing that COVID is providing you is a whole lot more time to stay home in your room because uh, even the agronomy updates that uh, many folks look forward to in their communities, uh, beginning usually in the worst part of Wisconsin's winter come January, those are all online as well, huh, Sean? Yeah, um, we can go to my Twitter, at BadgerBean, or go to my webpage, www.coolbean.info, and you can just register online that in that way or you can contact your local county agent, and they'll have an opportunity for you to register through them as well. Bottom line, folks, is keep learning. Keep trying to push through this uh, COVID situation that we're all dealt to deal with. And uh, we'll see you online for the Beans and Bulls session coming up January 21st at 7 p.m. for the final rankings and awards for this year's Wisconsin Soybean Yield Contest brought to you courtesy of the Wisconsin Soybean Association, Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. Again, congratulations to all of the division winners. We'll be posting them at MidwestFarmReport.com. And of course, you'll be able to see them as well at coolbean.info. And like we said, if you are an inherent attendee of those agronomy updates, usually in a community towards your your neck of the woods, this time around, we're all meeting online in the virtual world. And again, get registered at badgerbean.com, coolbean.info, or your local county extension office. Dr. Sean Conley, keeping us up to date on those competitive events. And it's all brought to you again by our Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, your Soybean Association, and your Soybean Checkoff Dollars. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com.